Welcome to another episode of Parminio for the Modern Day Chief of Staff. On this episode, it's all about strategy and advisory mastery. What is it? How is it done? And what does it mean to the Chief of Staff? That's what we're going to be covering on this episode. Before we get into the content, let's just at a high level overview what we're going to discuss. First of all, we are going to define what strategy and advisory mastery is from the context of the chief of staff and our point of view. Second, we're going to just discuss real briefly what employers are looking for in terms of strategy skill sets when they're looking for chief of staff, because that's important to know. Third, we're going to define what the end state looks like for somebody having uh, strategy mastery. What does that look like in practice? Fourth, we are going to at a high level kind of review the operating rhythm and operating cycle and just briefly discuss how strategy mastery plays into that as one of the core four pillars that we discuss. Strategy mastery, proxy mastery, project mastery, and scheduling mastery. Fifth, we're going to then discuss um, a f- some various skill sets and areas that the chief of staff can use and practice and hone um, to accelerate their ability to have uh, strategy mastery in the organization. And then using those various skill sets, come up with a three-phase plan to implement and gain strategy and advisory mastery in an accelerated manner. That's what we're looking to do is condense the phases at which it takes to gain uh, strategy mastery in a well-orchestrated manner. All right, so let's get into the podcast now. What is uh, strategy mastery? When we think about the definition of that, we want to think about it from the, the context of the chief of staff, okay? And when we think about it, we think it's the, the ability of the chief of staff to prioritize, syn- synchronize, integrate, and filter um, those actions and objectives, initiatives, projects that support the strategy of the organization. So all the things that you're doing align with the strategy. So that's one aspect to it. The second piece is that because you have an in-depth understanding of the strategy, you can be a sounding board and advisor to the chief of staff and the senior executives on strategy, and you can make recommendations that may exploit opportunities in the marketplace based upon your knowledge of the strategy or based upon your knowledge of the marketplace and making recommendations for adding on new objectives or policies that will enhance or expand the strategy, perhaps change direction. So that's our definition, but keep in mind that's from the context of the chief of staff, all right? Now, what are employers looking for in terms of strategy skill sets in a chief of staff? One of the things that we're doing on an ongoing basis is reviewing uh, job descriptions, new job descriptions that are put out for people looking for a chief of staff, and we evaluate those in a number of ways. Um, One of the ways we evaluate them is that we look at what are they looking for in terms of skill sets uh, for strategy, right? And for the most part, 
most people, employers that are looking for a chief of staff are, and it depends because um, smaller organizations versus larger organizations, startups versus Fortune 500s, generally speaking, looking for a, some divergent um, qualities and experience levels, right? But for the most part, employers overall, when they're looking for a chief of staff, are looking for somebody that has a good sense of strategy, some strategy skill sets and some strategic thinking, um, has experience and experience at the C level, the, the, the C-suite level, as people would say, C, dealing with senior executives, someone that has worked on projects, understands how projects are managed, understands stakeholder analysis, understands things like that, and also has a good sense of strategy um, to bring along to the table, right? So overall, most employers are not looking for people that would be deemed, you know, McKinsey consultants of strategy. Some employers are, there's a number of employers that are, will say they're looking for somebody that um, has graduated from a top tier business school that has, you know, two to five years experience at a top investment bank or management consulting firm. And when you look at the job description, for the most part, it's a strategy consultant, strategy advisor with some elements of the chief of staff role, okay? So overall, um, the experience level that people are looking for generally, bachelor degree, uh, MBA, uh, X, X number of years of experience, but not looking for somebody that was a strategist in their background. Somebody that is well-rounded and has a good sense of strategy skills, okay? So that's what employers are looking for. It's important when we think about um, from the context of the chief of staff and how we think about what strategy mastery is, it's different than saying, well, yeah, I'm a McKinsey consultant, right? When we think about now, let's just go forward. When we think about what does strategy mastery look like? What's a desired end state for the chief of staff? It's a few things. Um, as we said, first of all, the chief of staff understands the goals and objectives of the organization and how they drive and support the overall strategy. So we can be focusing and working on the right things at the right time that drive the organization in the right direction to support that strategy, right? Second, because the chief of staff has demonstrated in their knowledge of the organization and the strategy and the, also the external environment that the CEO and the senior exec executives feel comfortable with using the chief of staff as a sounding board on different strategies and strategy direction and market issues, right? So an advisory role um, plus an execution role are two of the big things. Um, third, because the chief of staff has an in-depth understanding of the organization and strategy, they can do an evaluation and bring things to light, right? Issues and inconsistencies that may be hampering the um, strategic direction or the implementation of goals and objectives that drive the strategy. And when the chief of staff sees these things, they want to bring them to light and then use the operating cycle to do that, bring those issues in um, at the right opportunity, 
using meetings, processes, integrating them into the agendas, integrating them onto the CEO schedule as appropriate to resolve issues, right? So when we think about what strategy mastery kind of looks like, that's what we're talking about, all right? From the context of the chief of staff. Now, how does uh, strategy mastery play into driving the operating cycle? Well, when we think about um, a different skill sets, we've talked about the four pillars, four practice areas for the chief of staff to master that will give the chief of staff an overall mastery level as a chief of staff. And we talk about strategy mastery, proxy mastery, project process mastery, and scheduling mastery. So those four things combined, they support each other, they have a symbiotic relationship with one another. As I'm immersing myself in doing work to become a proxy, really creating a strong and shared understanding with the CEO of the CEO's thinking, the way they think about decisions, the way they think about implications, that helps me to immerse myself in the organization and what the strategy means and what it looks like. So all the practice areas and the four pillars, um, they support each other. They have a very strong symbiotic relationship with each other. And that's how we want to think about when we start to work plans together to implement and gain mastery over each individual one, all right? Okay, so what skill sets now help the chief of staff to gain uh, mastery at the mastery level? Well, let's just look at them. Um, number one is immersion into the goals and objectives of the organization. Um, and we talked about that before. That's something that happens in the, in the scheduling and proxy areas, right? Where you're really working to understand the goals and objectives of the organization as well as what the strategy is so that you can learn to understand and think how the CEO does so you can serve as proxy um, when needed. So immersion, that's one of the first things that we're doing. Um, second is locking down the recurring meetings and processes that happen in the organization that flow through the operating cycle, right? And what your role, the chief of staff's role, is in each of those. So it could be handling the agenda, putting the materials and presentation uh, materials together for meetings or other um, things that are occurring. Could be driving certain processes and reporting. All of those things. So if you're driving those things and you know what your responsibility is, um, then as you are working to understand the goals and objectives, the actions, initiatives, and projects, and how they relate to the strategy, um, you can prioritize, you can synchronize, you can integrate each of those individual things within the appropriate process or meeting um, to drive it forward, to gain resolution, to force decisions. Right? So that's important. Third is um, project portfolio mastery. We talked about that under projects and process mastery, right? So understanding the various uh, projects and initiatives underway, how they support the strategy, how one project might constrain another, the interrelatedness between different projects. So portfolio project management. Again, that skill set 
coming out of uh, project pro process mastery will help with strategy mastery as well. Okay, fourth is um, Rumelt, Richard Rumelt's strategy evaluation process. And we like this process, the, the evaluation methodology has, because we think it fits really, really well with the chief of staff's duties. Um, Rumelt talks about four specific things that you want to do to evaluate strategy. Um, consistency, which means how consistent are policies and, and objectives and goals. Are they inconsistent? If they're inconsistent, why? And how do we go about changing those? Right, or addressing them, asking questions about them. The chief of staff's in a really, really good position to be driving that. And so one of the things we want to do is really be thinking all the time about using Rumelt's evaluation and looking and thinking about the four attributes that he discusses. And they are consistency, consonance, advantage, and feasibility, okay? And so thinking about those things, um, you want to always be asking yourself, are our policies and objectives consistent? Um, do we have consonants? Or how are we um, gaining a market advantage by using our strategy? Do, is our, our actions feasible? Is our strategy feasible? Do we have the resources and capabilities to actually execute and implement the strategy that we're trying to do? If not, are we aware of it? Now, what is our plan to make up for that? So the Chief of Staff is in a really, really good position to be using the Rumelt strategy evaluation um, methodology and using that to their advantage. And so if you're using that method of evaluation, Every day, every week, you're making note of things that you may see that you can screen against that. Consistency. Oh, are these policies consistent? If not, let me make a note down of here what, what's going on. Let's, let me talk about, let's bring that up to, to the CEO and the next time I meet with, meet with that person, right? Are we really getting a market advantage from this strategy? Uh, maybe I'm seeing some things that Suggest we're not. Is this really feasible, what we're doing? Is, is this just a hope and a prayer? What's our, what's our process, what's our plan to address that? So as you're evaluating the strategy on an ongoing basis by understanding the moving parts that are going on through the operating cycle, this puts you in a unique position and you have a unique perspective to constantly be evaluating the organization's strategy against those four attributes that Rumelt describes. And then you sharpen those thoughts, you put them together when you're meeting with the appropriate person, whether it's the CEO or a department head or a functional head, engage in some conversations. You might have, a, might have an issue with consistency. Consistency might be, well, we really want to have high growth, but um, we don't want to give up certain control of the organization to achieve it, right? Through shares or things like that. Well, how, do, how do we address that consistency issue? Are we aware of it? Yes, we are. Okay, what are we doing about it? So just understanding those types of things and allows the chief of staff then to be a much more effective chief of staff and to drive issues and problems to resolution. 
okay? All right, the next piece of uh, skill that we can talk about is investigatory and interview skills. Just being curious. If I'm meeting with senior executives in an organization, um, they have a lot of experience, generally speaking. They've worked at competitors, they've got vast industry experience. Where have they worked? What are their achievements? What have they done? If I know all these things, because I've done my homework on the executives and other people in the organization, then when I meet with them, I can have formulated some probing questions that can give me some insights into um, the industry, competitors, trends, but, uh, other things like that, that will help me as the chief of staff to really sharpen my understanding of the industry and the strategy of our organization, as well as other organizations. So that's an ongoing skill uh, thing that can be done. You hire a new person, a new senior executive, and when you're overseas offices, take the opportunity to reach out, just have a good conversation with that person, develop some good questions based upon their background before you talk with them and gain some insights. Um, you can develop a very reciprocal and strong relationship doing that, all right? Okay, next thing is coaching and strategy sessions. So coaching just means, hey, um, I'm trying to understand the strategy better. I've got time with the CEO or other senior executives. Let me put together some formulated questions and gain some feedback from them, okay? Not a, not a big endeavor that you have to do, but again, just taking the time to address your questions or um, different things or thoughts that you might have. Coaching sessions kind of go hand in hand with small informal strategy sessions. Again, on these strategy sessions, could be with the CEO or other senior execs, just formulating some hypotheses or identifying some um, issues using a room health evaluation uh, strategy evaluation process and then having some small in informal strategy sessions with others to discuss those things all right and then the final thing is just um, developing a competency for markets and market scanning what is going on what are the trends in the marketplace what are the trends of our competitors how does that shape up and look forward how do we understand that and how do we respond to it or not respond to it? We know what's going on, okay? How does that impact our position in the industry, okay? So those would be the skill sets that we talk about. And again, we're not looking to do, um, put together skill sets for a McKinsey consultant here to gain strategy mastery. This is from the perspective of the chief of staff. That's where it comes from. Okay, now how do we look at this in three phases? So let's just take it apart and look at this in phase one, phase two, and phase three. Phase one, I'm really, I'm starting in my new role uh, as the chief of staff in a new organization. Here's the things I want to get done. First, I want to do immersion, immersion into the goals and objectives of the organization, um, the strategy, and how do I do that, right? Um, I do my research, I have my conversations with the CEO and other senior executives. Um, I'm looking to use the recurring processes that we have, quarterly planning meetings, annual planning sessions. Um, I can look at past documentation to see what our goals and objectives are. So I'm immersing myself so I can understand how all the pieces fit together and support the strategic direction of the organization. Right? 
Second, um, within scheduling mastery, I want to lock down, okay, all the recurring meetings and processes as far as my role, the chief of staff's role. It could be for staff meetings, board meetings, um, other recurring meetings, quarterly business reviews, annual planning process, monthly metrics reporting and reviews. What's my role, the chief of staff? The agenda, uh, putting together materials and presentations, facilitation. Once I lock those things down, I've got a really good understanding of all, a lot of the pieces that are flowing through the operating rhythm, right? So once I've locked that down, that gives me the opportunity then, um, as I'm working through um, the operating cycle, to integrate, synchronize, filter, prioritize different things, whether they be decisions, issues, actions, things that need to be or have resolution, and funnel those through, okay? So getting that down is important. Third, um, locking down and getting mastery over projects from a project portfolio perspective. Um, undoubtedly, a number of projects and initiatives will be very important to achieving the strategy. You as the chief of staff want to understand what those are and how they relate to the strategy. All right, then using your various skill sets within project portfolio management and goal setting strategy, goal setting best practices, stakeholder analysis to drive the projects and initiatives through that support the strategy. Okay, so those three things first, and they come out of different uh, practice areas. Uh, fourth, um, I wanna start thinking about Rumelt's evaluation strategy process. Consistency, consonance, advantage, and feasibility. And keeping my eyes open at all times and looking at what are the pieces flowing through the operating rhythm and how they line up against those things. What is the feasibility of, uh, what is our capabilities and our resources to execute against this strategy? Are there pieces missing? If there are, how do we address that? Does it need to be addressed? Are people aware of it? People just blind to it? What we want to do in phase one is just get in the practice of using that evaluation model, right? Okay. Okay, next is investigatory and interview skills. So what I would be doing, again, I would do my homework on all the senior executives and other people in the organization. Where have they worked prior? What have they achieved? What things are in their background? What's their industry knowledge? And then when I'm meeting with them and having conversations, I want to have prepared some probing questions. Um, number one, that just shows that I'm taking an interest, so they will appreciate it. They'll be appreciate the opportunity to speak about their past, and that'll be nice. Develop a nice reciprocal relationship. At the same time, those people, generally speaking, have really, really deep insights, knowledge, and wisdom um, that you can only get from those people. And that will help you to better understand the industry, the, the strategy that you're pursuing, competitor strategies, market trends, um, things like that. In this stage, I'm just starting to get that process moving. And then um, on coaching and strategy sessions, um, I'm going to want to use my time with the CEO and other uh, senior executives I might meet, meet with just to ask questions and get some coaching and my understanding of what the strategy is. Let's get clarification on things. 
Um, I probably won't put a lot of strategy sessions together yet because I'm still learning things, right? And then finally on market scanning is I want to develop, um, whether it's through internal sources that are already putting this stuff together and making sure I'm getting them, or also enhancing that with some of my own reading um, to understand what are the competitors doing, what's the market environment look like, what are the trends that are shaping the landscape for our business. So that's phase one, all right? Phase two, okay, when we get to phase two, immersion, um, recurring meetings and processes, project portfolio management, these things are all um, ongoing and being done. And I'm looking at this point to really get a full handle on those, right? Those things are underway. By phase two, I've really got them down. I have a strong understanding of each of them and then I can move on to other pieces here and other skill sets more aggressively to shape my overall skills within strategy mastery. So on Rumelt's strategy evaluation process, I'm going to want to start to enhance that more. I'm taking notes, I'm asking questions about things that relate to the evaluation of strategy. Um, I'm bubbling those things up to the surface as appropriate in either individualized one-on-one -on -one meetings with the CEO or other members of the team, right? I can bubble those things up as appropriate and get them on the agendas at specific meetings as appropriate if they're needed. So having a really, really good sense, remember locking down the recurring meetings and processes has a very symbiotic relationship with strategy evaluation, right? So now we can use those recurring meetings to drive things forward um, to resolution, drive things forward to getting decisions made. As we're seeing things through the evaluation process in the feasibility, consistency, does this give us an advantage? Um, I want to more formalize those things a little bit more now and bring those forward into my um, coaching and strategy sessions, right? So if I'm meeting with the CEO or other senior executives, I can start to put together some more pointed um, questions and issues that we can start to work and get resolved. It could be that they're already aware of these things and I'm just, as a new person, I'm not, and they can let me know, all right? So being, uh, just having that mindset of strategy evaluation is a very positive thing. Okay, um, and investigative and, and, and interviewing things and interviewing skill sets, I'm continuing to do those. I'm meeting with people, asking them questions about their backgrounds, competitors, their experience, and gaining more insights and knowledge into the marketplace. I'm doing my coaching with the CEO and other executives um, in terms of my strategy thinking and how I evaluate things. And I can start to put together some small informal strategy sessions with either the CEO or other uh, members of the team and just discuss um, different aspects of our strategy, our goals and objectives, things that come out of the evaluation process that I'm doing on an ongoing basis. And then finally, I'm looking to do uh, market scans. What's going on in the marketplace? What are the trends? How do we potentially exploit them using our strategy? How do we potentially exploit them um, by enhancing our strategy? That's how I want to be thinking. And then in phase three, um, it starts to really immerse in the goals and the objectives of the organization. I have a full handle on the projects and initiatives underway. 
I'm evaluating our strategy on an ongoing basis. Consistency, consonance, advantage, feasibility, right? I'm talking with other people in the organization and getting their backgrounds and their perspectives. Then what we want to do is put the pieces all together within the operating rhythm and cycle and drive these things through, right? Now that I have a really, really strong handle on strategy mastery, <clears throat> um, other members of the team can look at me as a strong advisor and ask me questions. They trust my opinion. They trust my judgment because they've seen the work that I've done. They've seen the output of the work that I've done. And I become a trusted member of the team. Knowing all these things and putting those pieces together then allows me um, as the chief of staff to drive the operating cycle forward on a much more deliberate pace at the velocity that the CEO wishes, understanding that I can prioritize, synchronize, integrate, filter the appropriate things through the operating cycle. So all the pieces come together um, when we put the different practice areas and skill sets together, all right? Okay, so that's what the plan looks like for gaining strategy and advise, uh, advisory mastery. Uh, we talked about a definition, what that looks like. We talked about what employers are looking for as far as strategy skill sets. Um, and then we talked about from the chief of staff's context in our point of view, what, what does the des desired end state look like? We then talked about a number of skill sets that the chief of staff can use and then can implement in a phased approach over three phases to do so in an accelerated manner to gain strategy mastery. And once we put all these pieces together, how it allows the, seat, the chief of staff to really gain mastery over their role to drive the operating cycle forward at the pace that the CEO desires. All right, so I want to thank you once again for listening to this episode of Parmenio.